0: Yahoo! announced a security breach affecting upwards of 1 billion user accounts. Cyber attack leaves 145 million eBay users at risk. Target announced up to 110 million customers may have had their identity and financial information compromised.
1: Cyber security breach at Equifax could affect 143 million American consumers. And now your host, Nexus IT Group.
0: Welcome back to Hacked Into the Mind of Cybersecurity Leaders. Today we are joined by Constantine Vilk, goes by Costa. Costa is a serial entrepreneur and founder at Cybercrumbs and partner at Gimel Fund. He's a leading security strategist, consultant, speaker, and proven visionary in the space. Welcome, Costa. Thank you very much. Well, let's get kicked off by learning a little bit more about your background, career progression, and how you got into cybersecurity.
1: I'm um, sure. So in, uh, in, in my late teens, early 20s, I started off with uh, uh, software quality assurance uh, back uh, during the 2000 crash. And from there I moved on to designing software uh, and we used to work with uh, US Navy on some security software. At the time I was creating uh, user interfaces and uh, and designing flows and, and it really gave me a good opportunity to understand security, where it was going and what was important to protect. And from there I had a couple of other product design gigs and moved on to opening up my first IT company, my second company at the time. And we did network infrastructure, built data centers, large uh, Oracle financial deployments, and and everything in between. Uh, once that company was bought, I moved on to add up uh, cybersecurity and technology for, um, uh, for other companies and recently started developing an entrepreneurs fund focusing specifically on uh, emerging technologies in uh, cybersecurity, biotech and, um, and other uh, fintech and other industries. So that's, uh, that's the short bio.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. Well let's hop right into uh to the good stuff. I'm really curious, you know, in your in your seat being a consultant and, and heading up you know large security programs. You're really curious to your thoughts on how the, the current threat landscape specifically with intrusion is evolving and you know, how the evolution of the threat landscape and, and intrusion compares to the evolution of IT as a whole.
1: So right now where IT is, it's finally started becoming understood within the general frame of the company. And and now we're really seeing things like CISO titles as in senior executives, which uh, simply just did not exist 10, 15 years ago. And, and with that, uh, and that is basically an acknowledgement from any industry as a whole, any company that wants to seriously do business, that security has become not only a predominant factor in success of the company, but also in uh, it's an acknowledgement of uh, its importance uh, within, the, within the general framework. Additionally, as companies grow, they really are starting to see IT as more of a partner and, and the support org- organization in many cases, as opposed to something that they had to put up with back in the day and that's really changing the mindset. The way I typically look at, at IT and uh, and specifically where uh, the industry is going is to really break it up into a few different factors. I look at it as the human factor, where you have the management support, governance, uh, things like that. How IT is an organization and cybersecurity as an organization, really relates to the people that they help, the people that they service and serve. And that comes with training, awareness, just overall communication between the departments, between IT and general business departments. And, and how does IT look at the weaknesses within that organization and really bridge the gap between the technology that's not really understood by the general population and everything that IT really entails. There is also the technology factor, what tools, processes are used, and and how it relates to the way business does business. And the third one is resources. Resources, they can be financial, human, any kind of resources and how they're utilized within an organization to really support the continuing business flow, both from the IT enabling that and from the users being happy to to support IT in its development.
0: Yeah, that sounds fantastic. Now, what are some of the actual attacks that you are, are seeing in mass, and, and what are those end goals and, and targets for those individuals that are putting on these uh, attacks?
1: So, attacks is a very broad term. Typically, we look at attacks as... You know, uh, when we read in the news that something got breached, something got stolen, something bad happened. But in reality, we need to understand the attackers themselves before we can understand how we should be responding to them. And attackers can can be driven by different methods. There are attackers that uh, seem to want to access financial information and get money. There are attackers that want to compromise the most valuable thing to us, which is our identities, as we recently saw in the news. And there are attackers that want to make a point, cause disruption, and just generally cause damage. And sometimes they, uh, these tools, sometimes these tools, uh, flow into each other, and an attacker will have multiple methods. But usually, one is the the primary goal is whatever they want to achieve and the secondary uh, and disruption damage etc typically ends up being a support for their for achieving their primary goal so as such we in the cybersecurity world look at how do we how do we guard against that how do we protect our intellectual property what do we what do we do to mitigate damage that could be done or prevent damage that could be done and and how do we really look at security and as we continue to evolve our thought processes to to guard against the attacks that we're seeing we're also gaining a better understanding of what we should be doing how we should be targeting how we should be evolving our defenses while maintaining that uh, precious relationship within with the business that we that we're trying to protect
0: definitely makes sense there. No, I I am curious. This might be a little challenging to really Mm -hmm. outline and dive deep in, but you had on one side, a strong, modern, well thought out, highly advanced security program in place. And on the other side, you have a you know really darn good individual with malicious intent. Do you think, given the the current you know, landscape and opportunities for, you know, implementing specific products and and tools in this modern era, does one have an advantage over the other at this current point? And you know, will that needle move as you know more products and and ideals come out?
1: It's it's always a cat and mouse game. Um, the attacker needs to understand the defenses, and and the defender needs to understand the attacker. As such, there are many things that uh, we in the industry do proactively to guard against those attacks. Um, some of them would be layering technologies, to to really bridge the gap and make the attack surface as small as possible. The other thing would be we typically evolve our defenses in the similar way that an attacker involves uh, evolves their attacks, we are looking at more behavioral stuff we're moving away from uh, from signature based traditional methods. Our big goal really is to do everything we can to automate the to uh, to automate the the defenses and more specifically look at the behavior whether that behavior on the network uh, is designed as malicious behavior specifically, or it could be a mistake that a user makes, or it could be a user falling prey to to simple social engineering attacks that we typically see in phishing, spear phishing, or in financial services, it would be whaling where the attacker does a lot of research, a lot of reconnaissance, and by the time they finally execute the attack, they pretty much have studied the entire environment, in which case it is up to the environment itself to protect the users, because you cannot truly protect on a on an individual case-by-case basis. You really need to have advanced technologies that that understand how an attacker behaves and uh and prevent those those attacks, and by layering those technologies um, over the top of each other and having a decent amount of overlap you can um, you can also mitigate some of the weaknesses inherent in any one system by having a fallback and detection methods for within uh, within another over uh, overlapped system and and advanced by the way does not mean expensive I've seen instances where Companies spend large amounts of money on having massive IT staff and developing everything in-house, and I've seen companies pick up small, advanced, off-the-shelf products and really integrate them and tailor them to to fit within their environment, and they've been doing it very successfully. The, there is no silver bullet, but there is definitely a lot to be said about figuring out what direction IT should take, what direction cybersecurity should take, and really designing the best possible set of defenses within the limits of your
0: resources. Yeah, definitely makes sense there. Knowing that you are a consultant and have seen many, many environments, talk to executives and IT and the business side as well. I'm curious, what are specific trends uh, that your clients feel is not working in their environment or not accomplishing their specific goals? Is there anything that, that really sticks out that you hear from a client perspective that they feel is not working? And is that actually what is not working or is something else driving that outcome?
1: So in one word, I would call it complacency. I know it's a rough term to use, but essentially complacency can come in many forms. It could be lack of willingness to innovate and evolve the network. It could be inability to get support from governance and, and get the necessary resources to be able to perform the tasks that you need to perform and guard the systems that you need to guard. And the lack of IT being able to Adequately explain that they are a partner and uh, and they are trying to support the rest of the business not not from not only from the risk perspective but also from a positive relationship building perspective. Those three key factors are really what I see as something that stands in the way of true abilities, in my opinion.
0: Absolutely. Moving right along here, it's been broadly shared that you know we're in a shortage for experienced and capable cybersecurity professionals. I'm curious from your perspective, if there's any ways that you think organizations can function at a high level you know, with, with too few resources. I know you mentioned some out-of-the-box products that can become quite advanced if it's used correctly in an environment. So yeah, I'm curious, is there any other ways that organizations that have too few resources can uh, be successful within their cybersecurity program?
1: So I've seen some businesses with extremely limited resources be tremendously successful in, uh, in achieving the goals of protecting the environment. They've been successful by choosing the products based on be- best of breed and integrating them to create the layering effect that I spoke about. You can have uh, next gen firewalls, new behavioral based antivirus and endpoint protection systems layered with detection and uh, automated remediation systems that really reduce the need for human intervention and interaction. Um, A lot of the companies coming out right now are, are focusing very heavily on how do we make the most with what we have? And by answering that question, they really create automated responses that reduce the time to remediation, reduce the time of detection. And and all that really does is it frees up resources, whether you have a lot of them or a little, and, uh, and using them wisely. So efficiency and optimization is really the main goal here, uh, making the right choices in the tools that you use based on best of breed rather than best bells and whistles, is really the key about how you design uh, your protection.
0: Okay, makes sense. Now, two-part question here: you know, What advantages do a firm have that that have you know enough resources? And you know, when they do have enough resources, in your opinion, you know, how should that firm function with those resources?
1: So, when you have adequate resources, you really can get away from the mentality where you're responsive only once you get away from responsive mentality and really be more proactive about how to design how to evolve your systems faster than uh, your attackers will evolve their systems you really do stand to to win from that same can be said from um for s- small organizations that don't have uh, the same resources by allocating a certain degree of time to uh, to really focus on the right design elements and forward thinking you really you really will win from making those sacrifices and i'm perfectly well aware that those are sacrifices you have to make when all of a sudden it feels like everything is piling up and work is piling up and you have to then stop and devote a a certain amount of uh, brain power thought to designing something new and then creating an environment where you can uh, actually physically create that and get that going you will then be much more effective uh, overall long term and your likelihood for failure is is significantly reduced and also you have to keep in mind resources are available even when you don't have them in-house you can you can call up someone who is a true professional who understands uh, the environment and would be willing to spend some time just advising you. I see a lot of IT managers are now joining groups like IC Squared, Infogard, and and uh, ISACA chapters to to really share information, share knowledge, find out what others are doing and uh, bringing it back with them to create a better environment internally.
0: Yeah. I want to talk a little bit more about your you know, successful side uh, and more about you know, how you found success and, and what has been the um, drivers or things that you've done for your clients that has in turn led to, to success of your companies.
1: Well, I don't know if I consider myself successful just yet. Um, I think it's a... Um, It's always an uh, an evolving uh, target, uh, just like security is. Uh, But (laughs) having said that, um, just trying to plan ahead and see what comes down the pipeline, what new things will be there, and and truly gaining an understanding of how everything fits together homogeneously has been um, instrumental in... uh, In maintaining the quality that I want, and that really helps with effectiveness, both in growing companies, looking at new technologies, performing the everyday tasks, and uh, and achieving success in whatever direction you choose to take.
0: Sure. Okay. So, would you say that your ability to think ahead and and you know look beyond what's immediately in front of us is a niche of yours, or is that just the nature of it if you will.
1: I uh, I would think of it as uh as the nature. I mean it's it's quite common. It's, uh, especially here in Silicon Valley where sure. a lot of entrepreneurs go out and try new things and and build and you know with the with the right understanding both of uh business business models and the technologies they try to create they they really can uh have achieved enormous success.
0: Yeah, you're kind of in the the same lane there. If you were to give one uh, bit of advice to an individual that's either an IT professional or specific to security that has interest in going out and and starting something fresh, starting something on their own, what would that nugget of advice look like?
1: That's a a tough one. Every entrepreneur that I've known, everyone who's uh, been successful, or even the guys that have failed, they've they've always tried. You can't truly succeed if you don't try. And then creating the right relationships and really being able to step back and take a higher level view truly helps people be successful. By taking a step back, receiving productive criticism, and then working to build on top of it and uh, and use it wisely, that's really been a Driving factor. On the other hand, you also have to sort crap advice from good advice. Don't forget that.
0: (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Well, that's great. That's fantastic. Um, Well, we'll let you go here real soon. We do a section right at the very end. We call overrated, underrated. Basically, I'm going to give you a hot topic. A lot of people are talking about it, and I want your opinion. Just a quick overrated, underrated. If you'd like to share why you feel that way, floor is all yours. So let's get into it. First off. Real hot topic. A lot of people are talking about it. SQL injections, overrated or underrated?
1: That's a good one. I think SQL injections would be, well, look, if you're susceptible, definitely underrated. If you have <laughs> uh, good practices, definitely overrated. So it's, good, it's, uh, it's as good as your abilities to, uh, to build.
0: Okay, so properly rated, is that fair?
1: Properly rated.
0: Okay, all right. Now let's get to to one that I imagine is is pretty close to to your heart. The CISSP certification, overrated or Mm -hmm. underrated?
1: I found it to be very useful. I actually got one of those myself relatively recently. I didn't do it to add letters to my name. I did it to see where my knowledge gaps lie. And uh, and what more can I learn? And it did help me bridge the gaps and widen my understanding. So I'm very happy about, the, uh, about having learned the content that I now know. That sounds great.
0: And then last one, outsourcing security programs. Is that overrated or is that underrated?
1: Depends on how good your vetting process is. In the companies where I engage, when we bring on IT security vendors. We typically follow the logic of A, never have the same company that services you do security checks. B, always choose the A team, irrespective of what your your abilities are. And C, we really don't look at the guys that are coming in as your adversaries. They're there to help you. Even if they make you look foolish, you can remediate, you can fix, and you can uh, move on from that. If they don't come in, you place yourself at a very uh, high risk and a very significant disadvantage.
0: Okay. So based on that last point, underrated then?
1: Oh, uh, Definitely underrated.
0: Definitely underrated. That sounds it, great.
1: It tends to be money well spent.
0: Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Absolutely. Definitely, uh, and, something to be said about someone else getting a, a view at what's going on.
1: Yeah, they they do bring a fresh perspective.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: One final piece of advice: there, sure. look at the typical threat landscape that's evolving at the time, and try to hire a team that really understands those new incoming threats. If you believe that uh, your threats are more physical hire a company that specializes in uh, addressing physical threats. If you do a lot of development in-house, then you really should consider hiring a company that uh, that focuses specifically on uh, software development security, software development best practices and really testing that. If you're a, if you're primarily concerned with your intellectual property or other sensitive data including PII, red teams are the way to go. Just make sure that whatever team you bring on really focuses on that and don't use the same team twice. Try to rotate them often to make sure that you bridge the gaps where one team may find some holes, another team may find holes that the first team has hadn't found yet. That's the last of uh, my advice for now. Um, <laughs> thanks very much.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. That's great. It makes a lot of sense. Well, great. Thanks so much. Been fantastic having you here, Costa. Where can some listeners find you? No, you're on, of course, LinkedIn, but you have a Twitter or anywhere else that listeners can, can find you?
1: No, right now I'm just keeping it download, uh, on the download, <laughs> but you can find me on LinkedIn. Feel free to uh, send me a uh, request to add, to add to my network, and, and I'll be happy to help with um, anything I can.
0: Okay. Thanks so much. Appreciate your time.
1: All right. Thank you. We want to
0: thank everyone for listening to
1: today's podcast brought to you by Nexus IT Group. If you're looking for a new career challenge, let's chat. If you're looking to hire new talent, reach out. Or if you just want to talk about cybersecurity, email us at info at Until next time, stay safe and stay secure.